Luke Byron, Tom Kennett, Alex Jones and Jack Harper. It's the spitballing pod. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day. To this day. Aguero! Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might be. Hello and welcome to episode 151 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron. We've got a full house today. I'm here with Tom Kennett, Troy Weaver, Jack Harper and Alex Jones. Look around then to make sure I had everyone in. That's how many people we've got in the house. We've got Brazil, Germany on the TV. If you hear any reactions, it won't be as painful as TK for last week. I think 40 years last week. But anyway, news of the week. We'll get on to that. We've got uh, some topical things today. We've got Love Island. We've got the NFL. We've got the UFC. Say what one about McGregor, he brings in them views, so <laughs> we'll be shameless. Anyway, not as much news this week, but hopefully we do have some gems and we'll get to the talking points from there. So, North Korean mum faces jail time for saving kids from burning house instead of picture of Kim Jong-il. <laughs> she knows the rules over there. What was she thinking? I suppose the kids have legs, the, the photo doesn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said when speaking about like uh, what you grabbed from a burning building, you criticised me for going from a dog, but you were like, you're going for something which doesn't have legs. You wouldn't save any of your cats. Oh, it didn't. Oscar, would, sure Oscar would be the one. No, I said that if it was a choice between my mum and a dog or cat, then I would save my mum. That's it. That's it. No, because there was no, a no. no, no. So no to clarify, it, did yeah. you choose your dog over your mum, Alex? He did. He no, said this no, whole no, family no, said no, they no. would. This is, this, yeah. No, this that isn't what you said. It, 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 no, it was. It was along the lines of if, um, like you trust a you trust like a human being to get themselves out, so you'd go for the cat. That's what no, you said. No, because I remember how we got onto the topic. It was a kid we went to school with said that he would save his dog over his mum. And I brought it on here to be like outraged, and you said that around the dinner table once your whole family had agreed nah. that you would all do the same thing. Nah, for the dedicated listeners. It was on our Christmas episode. If you want to go back and check it, <laughs> episode ninety three. I, I feel like your laptop top trumps both of those, though. <laughs> like it, you know, I'll tell you, this football manager save. I've That's got what I mean. And you can't get that shit back. <laughs> you can't because I don't save it to the cloud. Yeah. Especially my new formation five two one two. Interior decorator is called. <laughs> it's a Sopranos reference. I'll, I, now that I've seen you can add um, like images to the tactic, then I do that. So I have the little icon in the corner. Wow. Just scrape top four in my first season. Who with? It's hard work. Arsenal. Yeah. It's better because I've won the league in my first season before, and I get so bored because you can't really you can't top that. And then I'll, I've decided not to bankrupt myself in the first season. So I've spent money, but I've spent it on like premiership talents to see where they could get me. Sold a Bamiyang and Lacazette for a, a Jota and Zahar strike force. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Jota Jota's a baller on yeah, that game, he's just like, to say. End of first season, he was five-star ability. Sheesh. He's a joke. Mason Greenwood's been brought in as well. So, on carrying on with the news. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Keep forgetting I've got it on my phone this week and not a little printout. Athletes will sleep on cardboard bed frames at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. As long as they hold you up. I'd... Well, this they've had to come out and say, now that they're kind of myth, well, not myth, but now it's been confirmed that essentially all of the athletes are just piping each other for the whole of the Olympics. <laughs> they've had to put a statement out saying that it's strong enough to withstand sexual intercourse. Oh, I thought it was going to be like they were trying to make it as uncomfortable as possible no. to try and stop them <laughs> fucking each other. I thought it was all eco-y. I was going that way, but what would you expect? You know, adrenaline's high and a lot of, you know, fit healthy people together in a... In a a lot know, of testosterone. So, you're talking from experience on this one? He's got a little look in his eyes, hasn't he? So, when you're away on your camps, how did you break your arm? <laughs> I've never known a Japanese man that loves a lion, and that might tell you something. Yeah. I don't know many Japanese men, but... <laughs> but say how many Japanese you know. None that enjoy a lion. You think they're all Chinese going off your track record? Jesus. That's what you say. Trying to have a nice pod here, and you're trying to get us cancelled. Cancel culture. Jack got a bit close to the mark with him, that was all it was. <laughs> Alex, a little, when the passion meets the fit, with a little wink. <laughs> Vizalia couple left bikes in yard to lure thieves, beat them with bats, and post videos to YouTube. That's brilliant. Where's the videos? <laughs> Show me these YouTube. videos. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Christ, if that's you... the kind of content you love to see, like people getting their comeuppance. That's the <laughs> that's the kind of viral. You know the one where they chain a bike, but it looks like it's just been left and it's chained to a lamppost. So they ride off on it and they have to go absolutely flying afterwards. <laughs> I've, I've always like, it's brilliant. I've always seen uh, on Facebook with people who live on the other side of Brockworth, where. The postmen, where you know what they're Sad like, side. where they seemingly just must just chuck the packages on like the front steps, and I see a Facebook status. All right, is Nick my parcel then? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to wear this dress out tonight. <laughs> Next week you see some forty-year-old bloke walking down the street in a dress. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is selling a candle that smells like her vagina, and it's already sold out. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. I can't put through doing something like that. Of all the celebrities to do that. The company is called Goop. See, I've if seen, you want to look it up. I've seen the joke of what it should have been was Gwyneth Paltrow is selling candle, candle conditioned slightly used. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. she, she's taken a turn after uh, leaving um, Chris Martin. From Coldplay, by the sounds of things, I feel like he'd get he'd make you end up doing that. I feel like if you were with Chris Martin for X amount of time, <laughs> never we would all be making the scented candles on our Never own forget tonight. he rebounded with Jennifer Lawrence. That is remarkable. That, that it is. <laughs> he's such a boring man. Maybe he's not that boring. Guy. Maybe, Maybe yeah. that's like the his. Rebound's always softer when it's like a hundred million dollars to land <laughs> yeah. on each time. And you'll bounce straight back, <laughs> back in the game. <laughs> Man high on meth fights off 15 police officers while masturbating. So that suggests he didn't stop. He just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he liked it. Maybe that's that's his thing. He's a southpaw. <laughs> <laughs> they could not get inside that jab. He just kept them away when he carried on. <laughs> we had the guy that was putting uh, little hats on pigeons. Uh, 
scientists put 3D glasses on cuttlefish to determine that they could watch films in 3D. Well, what are these the scientists is, they, doing? They, they haven't really got much left to do, have they? <laughs> scientists at this point. They've, got, they've, they've done all, all the rest. Look, so. There's always jobs going for cleaners and things like that. You know, they've wiped out cancer. cancer. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. I was about to say to you, they've done, they've done cancer, they've done AIDS, they've done all of these things. We can, we can fly. We can do time travel. So now it's like, well, I may as well just fucking try it. It's boring shit. <laughs> so we've had hats and now we've got glasses on animals. Yeah. What's next? There's a lot to process in this one. Just the word. Alleged neo-Nazi entered Miss Hitler beauty contest. <laughs> so she's only an alleged Nazi, <laughs> but she entered the Miss Hitler beauty contest. Where, where How that is even, that a contest? Where is that Who even, formed the contest? Where was that even held? Does it say? I think it was in America. Is that the whole headline as well? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it ended with court hears, so she got picked up for someone else. Judge suspended after allegedly seeking threesome with attorney and defendant. <laughs> Fair enough. Abuse of power. <laughs> power of abuse. Sure you take that, Mike. Mum of five spends eight grand on addiction that sees her eat tub of Johnson's Tolkien powder a day. I mean, I thought it was going to be something reasonable, like cheese. I, mean, I could eat a whole block of cheese every day, I reckon. Well, uh, you know, you know Jesus, when you like, don't you know, be turning up on a Monday. Imagine how dry your mouth would be. It's like that's like eating a thousand Jacobs crackers. None of these, <laughs> none the of these are that bad. Ever. After we all the person that was eating cigarette ashes, that like was the limit for me. So now everyone doesn't seem so bad. Like, like, yeah. Have you ever got antiperspirant on your tongue? Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird one, isn't it? It's very weird. I think I'd aftershave when dries the tie instantly. <laughs> fuck up in there. Seen on TV where people used to like. Spray the aftershave in the air and then kind of walk into it. Walk into it. And then you get a face full. When I was about 12, there was this girl lives right in the corner from here. She was a bit of a weirdo. And uh, she just stopped us one Doesn't night. Sound like around here. Yeah. Stopped us one night when we was at the park. And um, she said, do you want to see a trick? All right. Yeah, of course we do. So she got a kind of a hairspray out of her pocket and just sprayed an actual puddle of hairspray into her left hand and then lit it. And yeah, well, that's basically, not where I thought this was going. Because yeah, because <laughs> like I can remember people spraying a little bit on their hand, lighting it, and it kind of quickly lights on fire and then disappears. She's obviously done that, but previously, but she's trying to show off. So she's she's got the whole she's for a long time puddle in her fucking hand, and yeah, burnt her hand for a good a good length of time to a point of where she had. A lot of damage. I've heard, I've heard stories. That? Yeah, well, I've heard stories from different schools where there seems to have been not in necessarily every year, but at least someone in each school. There'd be a kid that would like eat mud or like eat a slug or something. You'd have yeah, a dinner a lady coming over and don't eat off. that. Yeah. yeah, just weird. Like you'd get him to do it and he'd eat ants. Yeah, I think. Well, there was one who I'm pretty sure was in my brother's year, where I just remember hearing, "Don't eat the mud." <laughs> <laughs> do you know what else he did? He before it before it was cool, he just decided that's not my name no more. So he had a name. He decided, that's not my name anymore. I'm called Stephen now. And for about five, six years, until he got a missus and now he got kids, and it kind of put him back in a <laughs> normal world, he was Stephen. Well, it was very strange. Tico would be able to say it best, because I get the specifics wrong, but there was the kid in our sick form who decided to change his name, but the reasoning was... So like, he, changed it, he changed his surname because he was sick of people spelling it wrong, but he changed his surname to Grey. Which obviously has multiple spellings. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just couldn't... 
Mind you, he what was, was a, it, What was his original name? Uh, I can't say that because it was too specific. Yeah. So, uh, but it, you shouldn't spell it wrong. Can you can you uh, like act it out for us? Yeah. Can you act words. out his name? No, no, it's just too weird a name for me to do it. Yeah, even if we gave the rhyme, it would be. But he was also he was also the same kid who insisted that it was only gay to give head, not to get head off a bloke. He would be absolutely. Right, insistent it, it, was that was the it was Sean Sheep. It was Sean Sheep. Let's just get past it. It was Sean Sheep. They have that in uh, Harold and Kumar when he gets. Sean, when that's Sean Gray from now on. <laughs> White supremacist accidentally sets his own head on fire while trying to burn down synagogue. Mm. Yeah, we do love a happy so story. So that's a nice follow-on. I've, yeah. I've, I've actually seen the video to that. And it is as interesting as it sounds. Well, you've broken the rule. You can't have any context to these. I know, I know. But, I mean, it's it's pretty much said in the headline, <laughs> to be fair. I saw the headline that Rachel Riley retweet was like, Yay, he died. <laughs> he came for us and he died. Yeah. <laughs> This might be uh, the most American headline you can get. After a group of Milwaukee children threw snowballs at cars, a driver opened fire <laughs> and killed two children. Okay. They were like, okay. it was, no, right. I feel Wait like you should a... mention that before we start laughing. <laughs> he thought he'd let you uh, yeah. give you enough rope. Yeah. It was like 12 and 14, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're in a country where people have guns. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. understand. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Australia <laughs> Australia is fucked and you can be too with this $69 bushfire donation dildo. It's in that as well. I know we're not supposed to have context, but... Right, of all the headlines you've heard... Like, it's not your no. fault if you've read the news. <laughs> this is what happens to pop up. The, the, the problem is, is that... At least this can verify I don't make these up. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. The problem also is waiting in for a parcel. Yeah. <laughs> the problem we've got with this kind of social media culture that we live in is that nothing shocks you. I can I can watch a video of a dog welcoming their owner home, and someone being shot in the face. Literally the next video. So a dildo with the like Australian outline on it. Yeah, why not? It's mad. Fair enough. You say that because. Um... Obviously, everyone's been jumping on that don't fuck with cats hype, yeah. really. So I, I recently watched it. And it's made, I've, I've always kind of thought this because I, I, I am interested in a lot of serial killers and stuff. And I've always thought how, just as in okay. general, we're like socially conditioned to not really care when we see a human being die. Like yeah, they don't film. flinch, do yeah. they? <laughs> yeah. if, we, if we see an animal killed, like, so if you said to me now, you have to watch one video of a dog being killed brutally or 10 videos of 10 men being killed brutally. Yeah. I take the 10 men well, this, all day. It's, it's like John Wick. Is it like we don't believe, we surely believe that they the at least have a shot to defend it's, it's themselves. It's because of we've yeah. seen, no, but it's because we've seen it in films for forever. So, we've yeah. seen people die constantly. You don't see dogs die in films, and if you do, you think well, it's that like, was uncalled for. It is. It's, it's exactly I like John Wick. AJ so, can vouch for that word. <laughs> it's, it's like, I am legend. Yeah, with John Wick, it's a case of that it's a film with hundreds, if not thousands, of deaths across the, the he series. He took it too far. And the one that really sticks with you, oh, do you remember when he killed his puppy? <laughs> what, do you know that what I happens. Mean? Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I mean. And then he goes and kills six blokes, and he still isn't his his thirst isn't quenched. You could be you could <laughs> be right. Be, though, my, that it's my, a helplessness thing. My thirst wouldn't be quenched. Okay. <laughs> it's got dark. Yeah. You, you said you're You said you're interested in serial killers and. <laughs> 
I think is there not also an element of you think no matter how good the person that's been killed, there was probably a moment in their life where they were a bit of a cunt. <laughs> Whereas with an animal, they just they just are what they are. You can't. I don't only know. I've seen some be. awful dogs. Twenty-four-year-old <laughs> <laughs> dies from nutting twenty-three times in a row. Going out with a bang. Like, that Literally, because I can imagine the last one was just a puff of smoke. Yeah. You know, like, fuck it was, all it was that. that was, there, was, there was nothing going on. Just this yeah. noise of, like, just this noise of... <laughs> the, the, last, the last one was actually his soul leaving his body. <laughs> he wanked his soul away. <laughs> Must have been watching some dirty shit. <laughs> Because either that or it's like some anarchist, is some uh, oh spoiler alert, but Luke Skywalker just faded away, just like uh, just like. <laughs> that, yeah, you go. You can become Jesus Christ in New Computer Simulator. Why not? It's long overdue. We've got, I've a, gay, we got a gay Jesus now. Yeah, and now you can be Jesus. But I've That's always great. wanted to see what it looked with no with holes in my hands. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Piers Morgan has sex with vegan sausage roll in new novella. What? Surely that's made up. Yeah, he no, hates no, it's it. not. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a novella. Of course it's made up. But this is the thing. Someone's anyone gone to write a fucking book to they? write the a most... book about this. <laughs> yeah, you could. anyone could write the most bizarrest the story, though, couldn't they? Like, yeah. Oh, I wrote a book that Katie Hopkins died in it. Like, say, say that, that, you know. about that. <laughs> I can imagine a lot of people probably have, actually, yeah. <laughs> And finally, Japanese billionaire seeks girlfriend for Moon Voyage. So he's put an advert out there yeah. saying he wants to find his soulmate and what better place to get to know each other than on the moon. <laughs> and what better place to be murdered by him <laughs> and never seen again and no evidence find when you're shooting off into space. <laughs> CCTV is just shit out there. What? There's a lot of sig- uh, satellites around, but <laughs> none of them have got fucking cameras on them, apparently. I think it's a bit easier than that, because it's kind of like, that isn't going to go, a story like that isn't going to go not on the radar. It's kind of like, well, you definitely went up there with one other person, <laughs> yeah. and you've only come back with she one. Back. <laughs> she tried to stay in. Yeah, she liked it up there. It's not like she caught an earlier flight back or something like that. <laughs> but, but the thing is, as well, it's... It's, it's even, not working out, i got to go. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is with that as well, is the police aren't going to go out there and check. So you would get away with oh, it. Of course. So, hey, if, pretty... you're, if you're a billionaire that's capable of going to, to space, you can get away with a lot of stuff yeah. anyway. Yeah. A hell of a lot of yeah. stuff. So, like, oh, shit, I left without her. Yeah. Oh, so, my bad, my if bad. If you're actually able to go to space, killing someone is the least of your worries. <laughs> the absolute least. To, to be fair, like we heard last week, that woman did do, uh, well, the, the guy who was found in the freezer with a note from his wife saying, my wife didn't kill me. It was a note from him saying, <laughs> you can just the same, you know, write a note. So it decided to stay. End of. <laughs> yeah. All right, if we move on then. So we all watched Love Island last night. Let's end that there. Um, <laughs> I just want to know that I did not. I'm here to protest Love Island. To, I've, I've never watched one episode of Love Island. Ever. You both need to grow up a bit. Thank you. Last, last, last year was the first for me as well. No, 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 no. But it. it's, it's, sometimes you need trash TV. That's what yeah. I call it. Bit of trash. Can't always watch documentaries and, and stuff, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you need a but bit of trash. Serial killers and moonlight. Yeah, sometimes the brain needs a rest. Yeah. <laughs> From what you said earlier, your missus... Jack, we've only watched his Champions League final eight times. <laughs> we can Why? watch. We can watch Love Island tonight. I actually had the, the match of the day replay of Chelsea beating Tottenham on the when she got home today. So. <laughs> and that was like a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah, when Mrs. hates the Which amount one? of sport that I like, the, the there's always gone. sport on, isn't there? Yeah. There's always something to be watched. And this is the thing as well. Like I've paid for Virgin, 
So I'm, I'll yeah. be damned. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> not paying. Like I could literally go without watching any other TV yeah, channels. No, apart all the from other sport, bills. I pay fifty pound a month for sport. all the other bills. We go halves on. Yeah. But the inter- well, like not the well, the TV package yeah. is solely mine because exactly. she ain't interested. All she wants was she's Stenders and a couple and this other is the things. Thing, like, so it's like when you go right. Oh yeah, I'll go play upstairs. Go upstairs, play a bit of Xbox kind of thing. Can't you just like the misses? If you're gonna watch football, just go and watch something else. Watch like she watches Jeffrey Star videos and like makeup tutorials and stuff yeah. like that. So Our boy was away that. for the day on Saturday and Arsenal kicked off at twelve thirty. So she was like, oh, great. Sit and watch football for an hour and a half then. That's, I said, yeah, that's you what don't they have say. to sit yeah. here. I said, like, you can do whatever you want. There are more rooms to this house. Yeah, you can go and do whatever like, yeah. you want. I said, you go have get... a daytime bath. Yeah. She looked at me like I was mental. I was but... like, for, for like 90 minutes, you can, they can occupy themselves for 90 minutes of the day. Do you know what I mean? Even if you don't watch Love Island, this is still a topic that we can all be involved mm, in. We'll see. We've... We've put, we've done a Royal Rumble before with all the Premier League managers. We've done a Big Brother house. We've done I'm a Celebrity. I think we did whatever that condemned film Stone Cold did, where we said if they were all having to kill each other off, like Hunger Games. So, Spitball and Pod are taking over from ITV2, and we're doing our own Love Island. We've got all the contacts in the world of sports and a bit outside of that. And we're going to put five men, five women into the villa see what happens we'll also give our narrator here our presenters we'll have the perfect show if i could pitch my uh, idea first for the men because this crosses over now so the euros are coming later in the year we've got a lot of debate between who we bring as our attacking midfielders we happen to have five of them that are being compared to each other so my idea is we put all we put all we put all the blokes in here the winner gets a guaranteed place at the Euros. <laughs> now, if you lose, it doesn't mean you're not going to the Euros. So Southgate can still pick any of those that don't win. So you've got the choice here. You can go all in to win the show, or you can show your professionalism. You can be doing keepy ups by the pool and show <laughs> Gareth if you're watching. I'm still. I'm Eating taking this serious. Chicken and rice and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, Wearing a waistcoat whilst being at the side of the pool. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Exactly. So that's so we've got Jack Grealish, James Madison, Deli Ali, Mason Mount, and Todd Cantwell all there. Word from the uh, bookies is Jack Grealish is an early favourite. <laughs> well, um, bit of a playboy. You so know. I'll take you on to the women. Oh, I love his Brummie accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the only thing that could put him down. To be I'll fair, always wanted a man from Brum. I just want to see Mason Mount bend one of the girls into the top corner. <laughs> After one night of hearing that Bristol accent yesterday, oh, I'll take the Brummy one. Yeah. Are any of them tall, dark and handsome though? Yeah, because this no. seems to be the only criteria that these shallow-headed women uh, uh, would like. Yeah, but before that, they said they were only good personality choice. So that makes it all okay. They can say everything else after it's fine because they've already said, I insist I want a good personality. So the women I've got going in here, I've got a bit of variety. Danielle Lloyd, she... We send her in and we're going to see how many of these footballers she can work her way around. We had Megan the other year who I think went through like three of the blokes. Zero this stage, surely. Hey, if you, it's, it's if, not the noughties no more. If, if you lock five blokes and five women up in a villa, if Danny O'Lloyd's offering it on a plate, Deli Alley ain't turning it down. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah, he'd lock it down. I reckon he'd make a beeline for her in fact. <laughs> <All right>, I, reckon <laughs> he'll, I reckon he'll probably go for Jack Grealish to be honest. <laughs> Other contenders, Laura Woods. Is it going to work with Grealish? Oh, 
mate. We're all rooting for it. We're all rooting for yeah. it. <laughs> if Madison can steer in there, that could be the story of the summer. You've got to, you've got to have Rebecca Vardy in there. I know, I know it's a wag. Just, just... Well, we'll we'll get through. I've got three women left, and I mean some come in later. But so if having Rebecca Vardy in really like, yeah. having Rebecca Vardy in there, it'd be like if you go around someone's house who's got like a really angry dog, and has to be <laughs> in the corner in case he's going to ravage you. <laughs> so to take it back on the podcast, um, Kirsty Gallagher is entering the house oh here. Oh my god! We know she's a bit of a goer. As a TV producer, that's what you want. So she's going in there. We want to have someone to kind of mellow things down a bit. So we're going to send in Jeannie Bouchard. We're going to level out the sports. Fits the criteria of what you want in an Love Island show. She's being sent in. Finally, I mean, without going to name names, we've seen that they're trying to widen the margins with uh, the the cast of this year's Love Island. Um, we had a bloke being called Aladdin 20 minutes in. <laughs> and he took it as a compliment. Things had gone that badly. <laughs> Raj's name is... No, it's not. <laughs> his name's Nas. His name's Nas. <laughs> his name's Nas. His surname. His surname's Rajiv. Raj. His, his name's Raj Singh. <laughs> Whilst we were calling out someone for saying Aladdin. Yeah. His surname's Raj. His surname's Raj. Okay. So, <laughs> to stick with uh, the sporting criteria. <laughs> We're going to send in Natalie Sawyer. Still yes. fits the criteria, but a bit of a different body dynamics than the others. A little bit older. And we'll see what happens yeah. there. The mum of the house, maybe. Exactly. Who do you think she'd pick up? I've got to decide whether to leave that in all... when I edit things later. <laughs> they're, all young, they're all youngsters, though. They're boys, like. You know I mean, they're all young lads. You know what, Daddy Ali? I mean, I was going to say... maybe not. I was going to recommend Cristiano Ronaldo to see who rapes first. <laughs> well, that's the direction we didn't want to go down, so... <laughs> Just house for the rapist, it's like, yeah. which one out of the girls wakes up? Oh, how did I get into bed? I don't remember anything last night. What happened? <laughs> I think it's when the lads are doing it, it's more <laughs> close to the mark. So, follow on from what I saw TK tweet yesterday. We're going to give um, Soonest the narrating job. <laughs> he can be scathing, he can... The chat on this place. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be constantly ridiculing Pogba. Yeah. He's not even in the villa. <laughs> It's almost like you want to drop Pogba in just for Sinus to commentate on it. Oh. Well, cut, for the uh, presenters... Off comment on our ass. <laughs> for the presenters, we've got a three-person team of uh, Gary Neville, Shannon Sharp and Maya Jammer. I think they're going to have some chemistry you know, have there. Jamie Carragher in there, the chemistry between them two and have the big interactive whiteboard as well. <laughs> so what he should have done here... You, you, you I, can I see that he's... I Poet and Vooge admire. <laughs> You can see the Mason Mounts want to talk to Laura Woods here, and he just gets <laughs> circle and arrows drawn. They might get a bit protective if there's too many of them. And he's already got comp- contend with Soonis there. <laughs> All right, that's my contenders. Let's hear some others. I did have some overlaps actually. I, well, I'll be honest. I got as far as Laura Woods on the women, and I kind of stopped. I just couldn't really. I couldn't yeah. focus after that. Um, <laughs> I was I was liking the he was, idea. He was about to wank his soul out. <laughs> that was like it was my twenty third night. It was getting scary. I was getting dangerously near that twenty four. <laughs> I saw the puff of smoke and I thought, no, 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 happened to the last guy. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I like the idea of having a 
Joe Rogan presenting, just commentating <laughs> on it. Just every little thing that happens is just an over-the-top reaction. <laughs> Someone, Especially these He walks days. away from the boys and oh, it's over, it's over. That's all he does these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring him and Goldberg back, like, <laughs> well, Every time they go for a chat, Goldie going, and here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Alex, who would you suggest from your days watching Love Island what would fit for you anybody that sets a place on fire preferably but um, actually then what awful TV do you watch because you must watch some awful TV not really well I watch a lot of the things that you recommend so I pretty much all I have all I have all I have time for is pretty much the the big one big things that the, everybody seems to talk about it and that's it really all you have time for well, a lot of people are going to be talking about Love Island the, 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 <laughs> yeah and apart you've not, from that you've done your arm in you haven't worked you haven't been working since before Christmas no I have been working <laughs> just well, from home <laughs> over Christmas and I you, watched The Witcher over Christmas eight episodes yeah he's analysing it yeah I bet he watches some god awful TV mm, not really Queer Eye for the Straight Guy no I, there's a, there's probably a few that I need to sort of catch up on. Like this uh, this cats one I haven't heard. Well, I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it yet. So you won't watch people fall in love, but you'll watch cats get murdered. Speaks volumes. Is that literally what it's about? What yeah. the title does that not give it away? I didn't know if it was just like a code name or something so like bl- that. A, no, it does build on that in fairness, yeah. A a bloke posts videos to the internet killing cats, and these internet nerds, as they call themselves, take it upon themselves to track him down. Yeah. They're dangerous. Well, that does They're sound so proper vigilante team. Basically, oh, okay. like modern day Gestapo. They really, you know what I mean? Fair We're just out there doing the job for them, like sort of thing, <laughs> just being chief spies. You make it sound like he's unjust. It's like, look, the bloke was just doing his <laughs> thing, and now they're just looking he's into his house. I've done a, I've done funny videos. I've done a few. Obviously, you get the, you know, the family gets a restock of some of the big blockbusters from the past year and stuff like that. So I've been watching a few of those. Watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again uh, the other night. So good, so good. A film has to be better than that for me if I'm going to commit and have like three hours to it. That is the thing. Uh, that there is are some great I might have to go for the highlights. The, that I wouldn't it, it's rewatch. It's brilliant all the way through. It's worth every, every mm. scene. Is it, worth it. I really want to like it, but I've never watched it, and I still like. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to say that would be a good start. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard such bad reviews that I've kind of stayed away from it. It is a bit like me with the Irishman. Right, you, you, you just yeah, got to. I like the Irishman. Persevere with it, and it is. Uh, it so in the end, by the end, you'll be because I'll be honest. The first third of it, I was thinking, "What am I watching here?" But then, yeah, literally, yeah, by the same, second and same. final, final third, it all, kind of all comes together, yeah. worth it. Yeah. I disagree. You can take away the first two hours, and it doesn't affect the last hour. No, no. but you—it's based. You, you missed the point of it. Uh, no, because yeah. you, you can say what it's based on. Isn't it? There was no flamethrower in the Ted Bundy story. Not Ted Bundy. Yeah. Oh, no, Charles but it, Manson. No, but it, it, it's it's Quentin Tarantino. It's the Quentin Tarantino verse. So yeah. that's they're all different alternative. So I'm saying that isn't not, none them. of his films are you all. Said, yeah, you're saying the setting of the scene yeah, is around. Doesn't get machine gun to death either. No, and that's in, in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, but this is. So he <laughs> he's saying it all comes together because, and I'm saying like, he's saying I don't understand like Again. the historical reference when you if it's just, building up, that isn't what happens. You could have just done the hour blowout. Yeah. I enjoyed no, it. It's, it's, I enjoy. I wouldn't. Gone over, I, I wouldn't rewatch it. I, I, I did just for the flamethrower. 
It's like gone over my head. I've sat by you in the cinema. You ask questions every 30 seconds. What are you on about? Mm. I don't say a word. I'm the one answering the questions. You don't say a word. Half the the cinema is what you're saying. Jesus. Anyone that's been to the cinema with him knows how loud he talks. I do not talk for a film. Do not. I will not have that. There's two of you here that have been to the cinema with him. Nah, not having that. Not having that. If it's a shit film that I'm not interested in watching, then yeah. There was the film I've Moonlight. I've seen him cry for a film. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a sad film either. There was the film Moonlight, and you yelled out, this is like a black Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, also following on from Sean, who said previously that I'm sick of all these furnace films, from the one about the um, the women who get uh, the space program one, the mathematicians, I've forgotten the name of it. Sean, Sean, Sean followed with that and said, I'm sick of all these feminist films. Oh, that's good. At least you've both won all then. That's nice. <laughs> to go back to your original point, I was curious to see Alan Brazil go in there. For two reasons, really. One, how, how much Amber Soler can he get for it? <laughs> going, off, going off recent... Him and Parler tag team in a model. Alan's had to be removed on day three because he's got skin cancer just by looking at the sun. In line with what we've got on the TV, actually, one of the Brazil boys on the pitch at the moment, since he got into the headlines fairly recently, is throw Hulk in there as a bit of a foreign curveball. He would be a loose cannon there, clearly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know them sort of blokes that just don't speak a word of the English, but they just persuade a woman, just with looks and grunts. Well, he persuaded... "Mm, Maybe a bit of grabbing. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of grabbing. (laughs) We all saw the headline that got shared in the... What was it? It He left his... He left his... his wife to her niece, yeah. Mm. But... It, he just didn't think it could happen, but it, it did. You know, it, <coughs> so he's got kids who now are cousins with. Yeah. <laughs> he just like, explained it by, no one ever foresaw this, but the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> yeah. Like you just give a philosophical yeah, answer. Exactly. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Said every paedophile <laughs> ever. Uh, uh, to be fair, you could also throw in, um, oh, uh, Chelsea boy, um, really hot sisters. Um he left Chelsea. Do you know what I'm thinking about? You what think sister? Oscar loves his sisters? Oscar, Oscar yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw Oscar in there. He's just going to the whole series crying because his sister's not in there. <laughs> it's either that. Like, I like you, but you're not my normal type. <laughs> What's your normal type? Well, you normally look exactly like me. Usually, <laughs> 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 You could always put Neymar to bed as well, then. You throw Neymar and his sister in there and see what happens. Ooh. Okay. There's only so long they can resist. <laughs> I mean, there's only one way to finally settle the Messi and Ronaldo debate, and this is by Lo- by Love Island. I don't I'll be that honest, I think, what, I think that's a one-sided debate in that regard. <laughs> Sorry, Leo. <Yeah. laughs> I was curious to get John Barnes in there, Jeez. just because a series of him, a series of him on Big Brother was enough. So how, well, how quickly could he be accused of racism as soon as he doesn't go with well, the black girl in there? Like, Hang on, what's wrong with you, John? They, they pulled him up when he was on um, Big Brother when to make his sexist comments yeah, constantly. Where he's, he he said something along the lines of he was like, Look, "There's some jobs I wouldn't expect my wife to do. Some jobs she wouldn't expect me to do. She, she wouldn't ask me to do the ironing." And I wouldn't ask her to go and grab something from the shed. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing was when he thought he was being proper, like uh, like gentlemanly. Yeah. yeah. And was, in reality, he was just looking like he was like yeah. back in the seventies. Look, my work does that. He's like pink jobs and there's blue jobs. It's, like, <laughs> it's worked for fifty years. I don't see why that should change. Yeah, when I when I go on like, on my way home from work, I say to one of like the lads. Like they're like in their forties or whatever. 
bit older even, close to 50, and would say, yeah, I'm going to go home now. And they'll ask, what are you doing? Oh, do this, do that, and then probably just have me tea or whatever. And they're like, what, you have to do that? Fuck that. <laughs> There's no chance that I'd be doing that. I'm going home, sitting sitting down, putting my feet up. And I just think to myself, you literally don't realise how lucky you yeah. are. <laughs> you know, you were the last of a, of a golden generation of where men just literally did fuck all. Troy and goes just, home, does the washing, does the iron. Literally, I do, loot. It's a nightmare, <laughs> being a modern man. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? We, they fucking, yeah. we've, we've arrived at the worst time. Basically, yeah. we, we could have had a great fun, but we've arrived at the worst time. Yeah. It basically stems from when blokes were the only ones who went to work, and so they could use that as their excuse. Oh, look, I've been at work all day. What have you yeah. been doing? Yeah. Now it's... They go to work as well. <laughs> you just go, hey, look, love, I've been at work all day. What have you been doing? Go on, go on. And also, using the children as an excuse wasn't a thing when our mothers was growing up. They didn't say, like, I've been home with the kids all day. They just fucking did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just almost like they had it in their head that, wow, this is just my life, innit? Yeah, yeah. I just have to look after children and my husband yeah. and the house. Not anymore. Who did most of the DIY in your house, Jack? Me, to be fair. Yeah. Modern man. Yeah, I'm a modern man. I mean, to be fair, I do the washing. Your sister, she did it. I'm a feminist. Yeah. The problem is with Sarah being five foot tall um, is that the strength in the endurance. You do the skirting boots. Yeah, in the endurance. Yeah. (laughs) Her dad did those, to be fair. But um, the endurance isn't there. So it's like when I'm painting the ceiling, I don't know how difficult painting the ceiling is (laughs) for just endurance factor. Um, So the height affects your endurance. No, because I have one of those extendable ones. But it's still a lot of work. <laughs> so paint three coats of white on a fucking ceiling. You think that's the same square footage as the floor? Yeah, it's I like did, painting the fucking floor. I did but it's some high up. Blue tacking and my fingertips were hurting for a couple of days. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Grafter. They, they actually were. So we're wearing a glove of Vaseline. That's why it's just tender hands. <laughs> oh, that's what that thing was. I just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't what I was doing in there. That's not a wank sock. <laughs> Don't disrespect this place. <laughs> Any other suggestions before we move on? I quite like the idea of Carl Froch going in there. Oh, Just Jesus. how much he can make every conversation about himself. Carl Froch and Byron. <laughs> he wouldn't want the smoke. By- Byron's spending the whole time avoiding him to see how f- like, long he can get away with the comments I mean, he's made. The way he's pulled his wife at the moment, he might do quite well in there. You just his chat would literally just revolve around but she'd be saying something about it'd be like, Oh, so what do you do then? And so midway through her saying it, it'd be like, Yeah, look, I've I've fought in front of Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm a reception yeah, well if you fought at Wembley, I reckon I can have you in a fight. Are we throwing ever I thought it was just football we were trying to stick to anything, anything from sport. Anything from sport. There was that bloke a few seasons ago who made out as a proper hardship, he's like I hate it and people find out how rich I am. I just want them to see me for me and not that I've got a yacht in Monaco and The thing was as well, there's like well nobody would know that unless you bring it up. <laughs> and yet he continually brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Told it to one of the lads and they're like, I don't see you any differently. <laughs> and then the next conversation was we're gonna go to some sick place so when we get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I like you a lot more than I yeah. did before because you were quite mundane before this. <laughs> well last night the, the, the lad said he cheated before and the girl said that's a red flag and then he was like, Yeah, I'm a land owner. She was like, You know what? I think I've judged him too quickly. I think it's better to get to know each other. <laughs> Should we carry on? Yeah. So I did set homework, admittedly last minute for worst Premier League eleven of the twenty tens. The way Alex reacted suggested to me he hadn't done his homework. Again. So, 
I've got somewhat of an 11 here. You can chuck any ones in that don't play for your team. And then I'll ask for the worst player, goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, striker of each of our teams. We'll see if me and Troy think the same for Arsenal. So the 11 I had, I kind of had to cram them into some positions to try and make it work. And I tried to do it not like a two or three appearance person. So Bebe isn't in... Oh, no, he is in the middle of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's what not you're my saying, day today. Because you could easily go with just like 11 mediocre players who yeah. nobody even played like, yeah. any games for anyone. Yeah, and then it's just a bit pointless. So... <laughs> Goalkeeper squad players from Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a good, uh, good segment. Let's carry on. <laughs> if we look at his attributes, he is actually the worst. Uh, yeah. Goalkeeper, I had Hirelio uh, Gomez, who went on to do all right for himself. Mm. But see, I had I, that was a toss-up between him and Claudio Bravo for me. I know Claudio Bravo was only there for a season, but he was bad enough that every shot you just knew was going to go in. I was quite patronising in that City documentary when they're all like lauded him for some penalty saves against like a League 2 side in the League Cup but they were like <laughs> he is a class keeper after all <laughs> at a back four of Andre Santos Squillacci Titus Bramble and Roger Johnson I funny enough had Roger Johnson as well well he was tipped for an England call up and then moved to Wolves Wolves and then, and then had then... like end up in League 1 after yeah. people swore blind him and Scott Down were like the future yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bakioko made it into my team. Same. Uh, Bebe and Aquilani in uh, the midfield. Yeah, Aquilani is a good shape. Because yeah. I, I kind of hey, the players I that about I kind of was thinking of, <laughs> the sort of players I was thinking was more down that line of like players who signed for a club that was probably thinking along the lines of this player is going to do some stuff and then end up just flopping. Like say like Michael Richards to Villa. Remember, like that. What a bizarre like transfer that was. Well, they, I you saw were it. shots of shit though, weren't it? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just bizarre. It was almost like you haven't got this left. Yeah. You? you know that, don't you? I saw a stat earlier that said uh, Chelsea, when you take wages and his transfer fee into account, paid him two hundred and sixty-five thousand per shot that Falcao had his time in Chelsea. Yeah, I've got Jeez. I've got Falcao in mind as well. When you think about him, he actually didn't make my team. So. I've, I've taken Falcao purely because of how good he was and how many times we yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, Were you Chelsea and then United or United then Chelsea? United then Chelsea. That's even worse. I know. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the problem is is that Chelsea are the kings of signing players when we shouldn't sign them. So we've been wanting That's Fernando true. Torres forever. Got him. Wasn't the best. Wanted Alexandra Pat. We're linked for him for years. <laughs> Got him on loan like a couple of seasons oh, yeah. ago. It was awful. You brought him back and, to Brazil. Yeah, and yeah. and Falcao. Like we were literally Shevchenko linked. Didn't go well either. We were linked with Falcao for at least say, five, six years since. Disrespectful since he, have, yeah, quite a shit track record of yeah. signing a couple of. Well, this is apart this, from City. This, probably. This know. is why I've kind of not been too worried with the transfer banks. I thought we are so bad in the transfer market. But look at Morata. Like that that goes to show, like we spend sixty million on Murata, forty million on Drinkwater, forty million yeah, on Bakio. Brush it under the carpet. And you could have all of those in your worst teams yeah, of the decade, well, probably. Before we get on to each individual's also I had three strikes, I had Soldado, Sonogo and Altador. I think TK called Altador the worst Premier League player of all time. But they're just 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 Morata because I don't know I know it wasn't on R T V the Madrid Derby yesterday for the Spanish like Super Cup whatever it's called 
Has everyone seen the Valverde final tackle, the Valverde yeah. tackle? Yeah. What do people think? Because he's Perfect. been... He got man of the match for that. I, yeah, why wouldn't he? He won the game. I love that. I, I love get that it. shit housery. It's... As a football purist, it's yeah. it's a sticky <laughs> situation. Yeah, he did. He it, is it not see, the same? You as, see so many of them just. Yeah, stick stick a leg in. He goes, "Fuck it, I'm nailing this guy." But should should we not then start giving man of matches if you do a successful dive and get a penalty? It's different, though. No, because no, see, no, I'm in agreement with you on this. In terms yeah. of that is exactly the same. But we have it's, this. I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's, it's a, more, a masculine thing. Of yeah. we think a big tackle is yeah. a good foul. Uh, rolling around like a pussy is a bad yeah. In reality, they both have the same. Sort of yeah, I know, but it's it's, it's the concept of it. It's like thinking, I'm going to properly take one for the team here. Oh, I'm going to nail right this. Thing, thing. Yeah, but the praise after is what's been a bit. It does it's, seem strange, yeah, doesn't it? Like, I, yeah, he obviously it, did the right thing. It does but seem it, I think it's because you're not trying to deceive anyone. It's the fact that you're so blatant with it. Yeah. You think here it is. Give me a red. See you later. Whereas I mean, there aren't enough red cards for it because yeah. it's not only the most cynical challenge; it's actually an awful challenge as yeah, well. Yeah, the funny it's not thing. Just one way he's like clipped his heels. The, fun, the funny thing is, as well, is the fact that is Valverde's done it on Morata. If there's one player that you wanted to miss in one on one, it's probably going to well, be Morata. The thing got overlooked. He probably could just let him run it in. Yeah, I don't know. he's not going to score. Yeah, would be sound. Yeah. <laughs> that the way Morata was driving at that point is the player Chelsea signed. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. didn't look like. A timid bloke that well, had to have it. Put you, I've heard he would have made it that far. If you remember at Chelsea, he started really, yeah. really yeah, well. Yeah. It was a hat like trick against Stoke. Like, yeah, and he, oh, it was Christ. a per, it was a perfect hat trick, and it was the third goal was he took on two players on the halfway line and sprinted and scored, and you think. What have we got in our hands here? Well, I remember people saying like they nailed it by getting him, and United fought it by getting Lukaku. Yeah. And, and then the same window, isn't it? The, the, well, the, the night that it all unravelled was right. the, it turned out to be yeah. Right. Yeah, the night really? that it all unravelled went well in. Was I think Lukaku went all right. I, United fans will tell you it. No, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the night that it all unravelled, it's the same crying kid actually. There was one screaming. He's crying Brazilian kid. But yeah, so the night unravelled was Arsenal away in the League Cup. When he missed like four <laughs> glorious, that was glorious chances. Semi final. Yeah, because I was there. Yeah, and then after that, he was never the same player ever again. It was when he sat. Hazard pe- scored in like thirty seconds. Yeah, it's when he sat Petr Cech down in like his first chance of the match, and he dived the wrong way, and, and he rolled it the opposite way, and it went like ten yards wide. And you think, uh oh, and they just yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it turns into then it just turns into one of those seasons, and that's how he got to where he was. It's weird though because. Like Tiga said, there isn't enough like of a red card for that challenge because if you give that Morata that chance running through on the keeper ten times, he's going to score that. You would think at least seven of those times. Yeah, and so they then go on to lose the game. I, I haven't actually like seen a, that. Like was, a it, it penal- was it penalties or like what penalties? Was it? Yeah. Penalties again. Jesus. <laughs> It's almost like the Asmo. It's such an abusive relationship, yeah. Real and Atletico. It's just one person just yeah. getting pummeled constantly into into oblivion. Because last night, last night was exactly like Luis Suarez Asmo John kind of standards of <laughs> shit housery. Yeah, but people slated Suarez. Yeah, for that, that is an interesting. Yeah, because we everyone hates Suarez. That's the only reason. But this yeah. this was prior to that, though, wasn't it? If, if, if you look at it, well, he wasn't. A Liverpool player at that point, if so it, it wasn't like if that we was, didn't know much of him. If that was, he was just he was no a Liverpool one, player, wasn't he? Not at that point. No one has any sentiment oh, yeah. for Atletico. People loved the story with Garner. Yeah, that is that is true. Mm. I mean, if I ask the questions, then so we'll do it 
We'll start with you, Jack. Worst goalkeeper for Chelsea in the last decade. I think you've only had two. <laughs> in the last decade? Yeah. Um, I'm going with Rob Green. <laughs> <laughs> so he suddenly popped in my head as yeah. I said it. Did I don't he, think he meets the criteria, does he? Did he even yeah, I mean, play a minute? No, he didn't play a minute. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Got to play at least one I game. mean, Enrique Hilario was pretty poor, but he was always around. It was really weird. I probably... I say, how long did he stay for? Uh, no, actually, no. I know exactly who it is. It's Asmir Begovic. He was awful when he was for us. He's about Every, to move to Milan. Everything went through him. He was a good keeper at Stoke. He I was going to say, keeper. I thought he was really going to be a really good keeper. And then we signed him, and he was absolute dog shit. I was, was annoyed terrible. we signed him. We signed Czech instead of him. <laughs> mm. I, reckon I think if, I once tried making the case that he'd end up better than Courtois. Yeah. So obviously worked out. I reckon. Really. I reckon if he had a run at number one at some at some place, and he mm. knew he was going to be number one. But when you're number two by some way, you're always going to be a bit. Jizzy. Actually, it's Arthur Boric just going to um, Milan. I Arthur got it Boric. wrong. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Who do I need to ask who the worst Liverpool one is, TK? <laughs> you probably don't. I think uh, I think we've probably covered it last week, didn't we? For that <laughs> final, probably sealed it. I mean, in, in terms of actual ability, going back to what we said, it's probably like someone like Brad Jones. If yeah. we did have, it yeah. was it was literally just kept because he seemed like a nice bloke. Adam yeah. Bogdan. Adam Bogdan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in terms of someone who had a an actual run in it, yeah, carry us comfortably, Christ. You rarely see overreaction in football, like when a second keeper has a good game and you get the immediately, you know what, I reckon he's better than number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaz and Iger had one game and people will rarely just say, he's he's better than Lloris. Uh, we had it at Larice. the beginning of the season, didn't we, yeah. Alex, who are you going with for Spurs? Um, I think it's, oh, ironically, it's just got to be Gomez. Um as good, as, I think like he was always bought off the back of one game anyway. Um, we, and um, when we played PSV, and um, for every he did have a few. Don't get me wrong, he had a decent save in him, but those howlers that he had are unforgivable. unforgivable. But there was a, there was a spell. It was only probably like six weeks or so where you, every week you were just waiting yeah. for the howler, yeah, and yeah. it did happen reliably. Yeah. It was like clockwork. The one I remember, um, he was the most expensive <clears throat> goalie in the Premier. I think it was like 2010. Craig Gordon being the one before that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an illustrious list. Yeah. It's the one I remember the six in my mind. It's in two, like 2010, 2011 or something like that. Might even before then. Chelsea were 2-1 down away at Spurs. And Drogba just powers it straight into his chest, which knocks him over. <laughs> and the ball then falls into the net after... It like hits him in the chest. He falls over and the ball goes in the net. Yeah, Ronaldo scored from like the halfway line in the Champions League against him because the <laughs> yeah, same thing fumbled, happened. Fumbled it. It, yeah. Troy, there's a couple to go from for Arsenal. Who would be your yeah. pick? <laughs> yeah, strange one, really, because we never we had a lot of goalkeepers through the decade, but no one that really sort of held it down, and, and no one that really done a, a disaster there's, job, in my opinion. What, look, we must have been watching different keepers. Who are you thinking? Because I'm obviously missing someone. Well, I mean, it, there was a time where we had four keepers competing, and that this was, is what I mean, this is. But that's what I mean. As in, there was. They were all bad, but they weren't like... Almunia is the worst of the lot for me. (laughs) Yeah, see, I would have gone maybe with Vito Manone. He was... Just simply because he he weren't nothing. He was just there. Yeah, he He was just there. He looked like Hammerhead Shark. He came through at a time as well where other Italian goalies his age were like, you know, it was like the golden age of Italian goalkeepers and then you just had Vito. He looked like that... um, There was that film when we were kids that was um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. (laughs) <laughs> and he looked like Sharp Boy. I think it might have been a young Taylor Lautner, but I'm not certain. Yeah, I'd go Almunia, but yeah, but there was at one point there was an older Almunia 
Fabianski, Chesney, and Vito and Manone Vito. all competed. Nobody knew who wanted what. And they'd have like a good two weeks, and then and there'd be a cross in the box, and <laughs> it would be downhill from there. I remember thinking Flappy Hansky was really creative at the time. <laughs> defender, if I stick with you, Troy, because we could be here all day picking a worst Arsenal defender, but who's the mm. worst of the lot for you? I'd probably go with, even though there was patches where he was okay, I'd probably go with Philip Senderos. He was class. He would start in our defence season. Yeah, yeah, he would probably these days. Like after he <laughs> left us, he got he went on to be a bit better. But I don't know. I don't think we ever got the best for him. Juru did... gets harshly treated as well. Who? Johan Juru. Oh, Juru. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Still loves little, the Gunners as well, yeah, doesn't he? Little Swiss yeah. partnership. I didn't. I didn't narrow it down. Andre Santos was bad. He had a good goal against Chelsea, and he... well, actually, was awful. Obviously, yeah. yeah. And he had the he drives away once chance. I'm trying to think when we had Mikhail Silvestra. Would yeah, that have been in the during, turn? Yeah. The the worst to me was Lichsteiner. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, isn't it? Because he came off the back of all of these like accolades, which his team had won, and they'd had nothing to do with him at all. He he really did. I was like one of those uh, people on Twitter where they called him the, what, your dad's, where they say about passion, yeah. because there was one game where I think he shoved a Spurs player and like beat his chest, and I was like, he yeah. should be starting right back. He's my first. captain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was awful. Well, actually, probably the worst of the lot, but Lichsteiner, when you weigh it up, although we did go for Squillacci over Gary Cahill, so... And Gary Cahill on a free. We paid for Squillacci over that, so... Yeah. TK, worst Liverpool defender. Some tough choices. Um, in terms of like actual defensive ability, Moreno could actually be it because he, <laughs> he just could not defend at all. He was obviously an attacking player. Um, I'd ever thought along the lines of people like Andrea Dosena. He was nearly in my worst team. He's got to be right up there. To be honest, but the one that kind of stuck in my head, and it, he was all right as like a meathead, but that was about it. Was Kyriakos was just. He couldn't really do anything. It was just, we were a bit flimsy at the time, so they put him in the team because he was the only one who looked a bit hard. <laughs> so yeah. I'll go with that. Well, he was around the same time as Voronin as well, wasn't he? Voronin. He was playing some European just... Yeah, I think Voronin <laughs> may have actually came in left even by the time that he wasn't around long, but not great. Jack, what about Chelsea? And if you dare be disrespectful here. See... The problem is, is that we haven't actually had that many bad defenders in the past 10 years. It's been quite a decent 20 years for Chelsea. And you think our defenders... The last 10 is fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our, last, our last 10, when you think about it, you've got John Terry, Gary Cahill, Aspilicueta. I think... You could, someone in there. Zappa, like, maybe that, David yeah, Luiz? Zappa Costa's pretty That's shit. That's what I thought he was going to say. Zappa Costa is terrible. Now, David Luiz won a fair Kurt Zuma. Kurt Zuma's pretty... All right, he's not the worst. I mean, we've got loads of failed left backs that are on loan at random places like Baba Raman. And <laughs> do you see, I put like, in the chat that I can't unsee it since someone says Zappa Costa looks like a magician. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like Luigi or something like that. Um, I mean, we've got plenty of weird signing ones like Matt Miazga, the American that never played, and Papi Bularuz. Kelly Bularuz had left, I think. What Bosingwa? Oh wait, I think he left. Josie Bossing won the Champions League, so you can't, you can't really. Yeah, so did Ryan Bertrand. So did Ryan Bertrand. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to go like Puppy 
or Michael Hector or something like that. Just... Had Gallas gone? Yeah, no, you he, couldn't have Gallas. Gallas was a great player yeah. for Chelsea. Yeah. He could Gallas maybe qualify for Arsenal, but... Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the fucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Zappa Costa just because he is awful. Yeah. Scored like a scream against Carabag. And then everyone thought he was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, he was, he just, it was a spooned cross from 40 it yards happens. that caught the keeper out. When did Tal Ben Aim leave? Ooh. I think yeah. that was before pre 2010 because we had Alex in. Signed in 2007. Yeah, yeah, it was the other one, Grant, you, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was like number nine as well. It was like the curse for the number nine shirt. Yuri Shirkov signed in he 09. Was wicked. Yeah, but he was actually a midfielder when we signed him. He played left back when Ashkel got injured. So he was actually all right. He always used to play him on FIFA 10 because he was so quick. Jerkov rose to prominence by England playing Russia and Ian Wright laughing on the telly at saying Jerkov. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. On BBC. <laughs> when did Abramovich take over? 2003. I was just looking at a worst uh, Chelsea 11 of the Abramovich era. Yeah, Abramovich era. You've got um, Ross Turnbull in goal who <laughs> left in 2013. <laughs> he was brilliant. But yeah, Khalid is Troy, do you mind letting the cat you know we're going to have that for a while? Presumably got Matija Kesman up front in that team as well. <laughs> yeah, you must do. It was Franco De Santo in there. Oh, Christ, I forgot about him. What are you saying? Franco De Santo. There we go. Um, is that everyone covered? No. No. I've got mine. Alex? Um, obviously, uh, like, yeah, we, we've obviously had... It's hard to pick out one because we've had a few which are kind of on the same level, but... A standout one for me, at his moments of, you know, doing a job for us, uh, one against Arsenal, but um, he's had some moments of where the frustration that I felt towards him was, uh, it's kind of a bit like what I feel, the same way I sort of feel towards um, uh, uh, Soko now, but Eunice Kabul. That's Eunice, disrespectful. I feel you might say. You, he had an absolute howler, and sometimes, so, like he, he's one of those players where he'd have a game and he was unbelievable, and he looked like the best defender that we had in our squad. But then there were some games of where I was thinking, "What is going on in your head? What are you doing?" Honestly, he had some absolute shockers in his locker. Asuakoto. Asuakoto. He, 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 he didn't really look that interested. He famously came out with like a cut saying he never really enjoyed yeah, football, he just yeah. saw it as a job. But he was very consistent. He, don't get me wrong, he was limited, de- definitely very limited. And he had like a very easy, consistent way of playing, which made him so easy to work out, which meant going forward, he didn't really have a lot in his locker because it was always the same thing. Um, but he was consistent and he did a job. Kabul can lose you a game. Yeah. We go with midfielders. Then uh, Alex, you want to carry yeah. on for us? Uh, this one's this one's gonna rile rile a certain someone's like rile. Certain, but I <laughs> I can't off the top Better of my head because we we've had some decent midfielders over the past ten years, and I'm trying. The one that's coming out is one who I think is I can't actually think of a single thing that he did once, but is held it as a decent pro- was held it as a decent prospect, and is like we should have given him a better chance. But Lewis Holtby. What did he actually mm. ever do? Mm. Honestly, I can't remember a performance of any kind whatsoever. Wasn't he just a chance? Yeah. No, nah, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Lewis Holtby, I cannot. He brought in. Oh, in January. In, in, he was a January transfer. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Another one again. He, he was a January transfer. Oh, City want him. Winks has done more than Lewis Holtby. That he was January transfer. I'm pretty sure, and he's brought it in. It's like I think it's like a. He might have something here. Kind yeah. of sign in. Isn't Winks he, another one you owe to Sherwood? No, um, but. 
Yeah, Lewis Holtby. I can't. That's I don't have a lot to say on him. I, I, yeah. I can't think of it because yeah. I was kind of looking about like sort of around when we sort of started to get when we got into the Champions League. Um, you know, Cranchar is one that um, he was decent when he. You know, he was all right. He had some good performances in him. Ben Thatcher. Yeah. Um, Sandro was terrible in the end, but you can't deny Sandro was terrible towards the end. But before we offloaded, yeah, he him did to, have a spell where he was. But good. he did initially just for that one game against AC Milan. For you what know. he did at Spurs, Paulinho's got to be up there, surely. <laughs> but he I know to, he went on to do all, half all right. Paulinho but. had a few decent performances in this, which is more than I can say for Lewis Holby. I can't yeah. remember. Lewis Holby is a forgettable player. He was bad. Jack, what about you? So <clears throat> midfielders, yeah. yeah. Bakayoko, hundred percent. What the <laughs> fuck was he playing at? <laughs> Danny, Still on the books. Yeah, Danny Drinkwater. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bad one. I Drinkwater's think, one who... I wouldn't have thought it until more and more stories come out that he is an asshole, and then I can see it now. Yeah, you can see I it in his face, him, can't yeah. you? Yeah. At least with Bakayoko, I can see that meant, it looked like the you're a minor player. Right, yeah. Drinkwater, I, I can't really begin to imagine. No. I, well, I know exactly what it was. It was we were really lacking on our homegrown quotas. So we needed some English players. Could have just brought some through from your youth setup. Brad yeah. Jones qualified for it for us, even though he's yeah. actually Australian. That's why they did it. Ses right Fabregas qualified for us as well because he was <laughs> yeah. came through yeah, Arsenal's yeah. youth system. So we were like really scratch scraping the barrel. And then all of a sudden we have our youth team now. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we, need, we don't actually need them. Um, and the final one is probably Marco Marin. Everyone's out him as the German Messi. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be amazing. He's going to, we just won the Champions League. We brought him in. We had that influx of players. Is he like, on the books? No, no. Long gone. There's someone. There's a Chelsea. What's his name? Lucas um, Piazon. Van Ginkel. Van Ginkel, yeah. He, yeah. he always becomes a free agent on uh, Football Manager. It's because he's, like, he's... And they, done, still, they still say he's decent. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's done his knee in. And he's like a... I guess it's like a Wilshire. And I guess it's less holy profile because he's not English. But Let's not be disrespectful. <laughs> I, I was about to put Jack Wilshire in my worst ever 11 just for how injured he was. Because you never got your money's worth from him. Think how much money... You got worth. money's worth. He scored the best ever Premier League goal. Yeah, <laughs> against, against Norwich. Yeah, you know, it, was, Norwich. it was the best goal, yeah. No, it was the best goal. No, 100%. That is the best goal. Um, so yeah, so Marco Marion, Bakayoko, Danny Drinkwater, I think from the 2010 period, that's as bad as it gets. Imagine halfway through this Love Island film, yeah, we have Wilshire go in. Look, boys, I'm going to show you how it's done. <laughs> yeah. This is how to be a creative midfielder, just, trust me. Just sits in the pool, just sits in the pool smoking hey. fags the whole time. <laughs> he, he has more of a shot than every bloke who's played Sunday League on there who says, oh, semi, oh, semi-pro for a bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that goes, I was saying, does it not? <laughs> no, I mean, for the rest of them, so he can go in and. Yeah. Brad went in there, he'd be selling. <laughs> they paid me a tenner a goal at one point. <laughs> yeah. TK, worst Liverpool midfielder. Now, the. Uh, you can count wingers on this. Christ, that's open something up. Um, but the popular thing here is going to be to say Aquilani. But. <laughs> At least with him, and I've said it before, I think it's I can see there was a player in there. It never really happened for him, but there was a game I can't I think it was against Pompey. And he had an absolute stormer and everyone's like, Oh, here we go and then it never never really transpired after that. But at least I could see it. Whereas at a similar time we signed Christian Paulson. <laughs> he who, he made one of the worst elevens of the decade. He turned like milk <laughs> just was dreadful. Never saw anything in him. Couldn't run. Couldn't move. As a result, couldn't tackle. Was never technically gifted. So he couldn't was, do anything. He was thirty when you signed him. Yeah. Mm, wow. 
saw something saying it was for 13 million, but that doesn't sound right. No, I believe it was either cheaper on a free. I think he was a, a punt. I can Obviously, see why managers it doesn't do it. matter. <laughs> when it hits January the 1st on Football Manager and you see some of these players you can get for free. I've given wages to James Rodriguez countless times, knowing it's not going to work. But, but he's You're on a free. You're a manager. He's on a free. No, that's on a free. No, but the wages, you just think, I'll bank with the club, I'm on to the next <laughs> one afterwards, don't worry about me. <laughs> Harry Redknapp over there. Um, you could, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned any of the signings from your sort of when you were uh, stealing from Southampton. But um, what about Stuart Downing? Yeah, he's he's right. I always said as well when people talk about the Carroll deal, the fact that this went on around similar sort of time, I think 20 million for Downing represents pretty much as bad value as 35 yeah. for Carroll. Yeah. At least Carroll might have a game where you think right he can win you the game of being a bit of a brute. Yeah. Downing, yeah, he was. Dreadful. I, I read a story today which I'm pretty sure was about Paulson. I should have taken it down. If this matches up with the Dalgleish timeline where mm-hmm. they say he came into training and he literally didn't ever say a word to him or about him. He just turned his nose up and shook his head and he was never seen <laughs> in the first team training again. You're saying Kenny had him killed? Like he was just <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> he should have been killed after what he said to Wenger. What did he say? Told him to piss off. Oh, you're oh, talking about Kenny. Shocking. I thought the. you talking about Paulson. I don't so, yeah. Christian Paulson and Wenger have beef. So strange. So, yeah. <laughs> Defend, defender, but Aurelio deserved more of a shot at Liverpool. I think he got a, a fair enough crack. He was an okay that, that goal against Chelsea, that free kick in the Champions League quarterfinals. Yeah. He's got a peach against United as well. United as well. Good. He had a nice left foot. Oh, very injury prone. Aurelio or Arbeloa for you? Arbeloa is more reliable. Aurelio had a bit more technical gift. Forgotten a, forgotten a big one. Uh, Mario Balotelli. Well, he's not in midfield, is he? I'm going to get on to the strike. Oh, yeah, Don't worry, we've got plenty to choose from. Got a bit carried away there. More than aware, we've got plenty of options. I slid in there because we mentioned Dan and he's an aggressive midfield, you know, winger, so I was like going into the strike already. But... <laughs> Troy, who's your worst Arsenal midfielder? <sighs> I went with, in my head, Frimpong, just simply because <laughs> Frimpong oh, yeah. came through with the Ramsey hype, the, the Wilshire hype, you know, it would be doing a uh, Jack Wilshere a massive disservice to put him in there because, like you just said, he scored the greatest goal the Premier League's ever seen. He might not have made it to the to the heights that we all hoped and expected from a young English player, but he definitely did better for Arsenal. If than, he wasn't you injured, know. he would have got those heights. Yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah, um, but Frimpong, I'm just not really sure what he did. We, he was a nice bloke. Our, our, that's what all he had going for him. And, and it's he, a real no, shame. Yeah, he had a soccer AM segment. Yeah, oh, yeah. He got like, frimpong. He, he was, was Lethal Bizzle's cousin. Cousins were Lethal Bizzle. Yeah, he, and he, it was almost like, because he was so uh, dench, and he to gri- quote the word. And he, he gripped up Nasri. Yeah, he was such a big bloke and everything. We had it in our head that this guy is going to be the, the centre defensive mid that we've all been craving for since, since Gilberto Silva left or whatever, you know, and... He just never turned into that at all. Yeah. I used to play five a side in a dent shirt. That gave you powers. I think he's out in Turkey now, isn't he still? No, he's, he's still retired playing. now. He's oh, he retired. retired. Yeah. I don't blame him. He went to Made Russia, Switzerland, and I think it was, I'm going to say it's like Armenia or somewhere like Eesh. that. He must have thick skin to go to them sort of places and play well, He was sent off for football. reacting to racial abuse in Russia. <laughs> mm, yeah. Gave someone the finger, I think, and then was sent off for it. Yeah. I had. I also had uh, 
Frimpong down, and the other one I had was uh, Kim Kalstrom. Oh shit! Yeah, of course. You who get Kim Kalstrom? Broken back. Yeah, yeah. We, so we, with a we broken signed back. him with a broken back to fix an injury problem. <laughs> oh whoa! And then whoa, he and then he just scored. forgot the old elephant in the room, Yossi Benayoun. He was a good player for Arsenal. No, he was not. He was. He did. He did oh, what he was there like to that. do. He did what he was there to do. I never liked him at Chelsea. Yeah, we know why. Why? I'm not going to disgrace the podcast. <laughs> but he didn't like Avram Grant either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Waternoose. How have you... What's up, Benayim? What's going on here? <laughs> how have you... Um, there can't be any other reason. <laughs> how have you not mentioned Grand Xhaka? Because as bad as Xhaka is, he's not Frimpong or Kim Kallstrom. Well, say something positive about him. He's had a good last couple of games. He's managed. He's managed to play some games. He's That's managed true. to play two games. Say well, some. Is... Say some positive things about his ability at Arsenal. Apart from he's managed to play two he'd, games. He'd walk into the Spurs midfield. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. It we going back, back out? But... Are, we going, are, we, are we going into outlandish claims for uh, 2020 again? We've got a well, good I mean, start. Yeah? Well, I mean, uh, honestly, he, well, where, I mean, where does he get in? Where does he get into our squad? What does he? That's like the most ridiculous well, thing. Paper mache legs and Dombele. He's not going to be playing, is he? We've got plenty of. Doesn't loop like we're not exactly got a sudden void in our squad of where we're missing him, are we? Well, he'd play over Harry Winks. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he would. Come Jesus. on, let's move on. Luke's getting silly. I'm deadly serious with that. You just can't handle it anytime time we talk about, about an Arsenal player. I was about player. to suggest would you have him over right there, but if you're going to say that, that's obvious. Uh, we're, yeah. Winx is, yeah. Winx yeah, is, um, we're, Winx has had some decent performances. Jacker, Jose's not going to play him. Jose, Winx won't Jose. play him. Wait, uh, Reno won't play him, but Winx has still had some decent performances in yeah. him in the Champions League, unlike Jacker as well. Our Europa League group's harder than your Champions League group. <laughs> Onto the forwards. Alex. We've already mentioned Soldado. That's Goldado. Anybody that's given that name before you uh, arrive is cursed it's already. It's <laughs> just like, I think he, literally, I can only remember him ever getting one goal. And I felt like he was, was no cursed penalty. from the moment. It was a friendly, um, it was a friendly, pre-season friendly, and they gave him the penalty to give him his first goal. I always, think, I always take that as a bad omen. You don't want your first goal at a club to be a penalty, especially with a big transfer. Like Giroud's was against Shrewsbury. He missed the penalty and then scored after. Yeah, I know. Show character, that did. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but Soldado, obviously, um, uh, thinking of Bob, uh, I've forgotten his name now. Just uh, been sat and got him from um, uh, Germany. Janssen. Yeah, Janssen. Obviously He's from he Holland. We signed him from a German club as well. That's topped off the pod. <laughs> so we signed him from. Um, uh, oh, from PSV. No, yeah, PSV. was it PSV? He was top scorer in the Dutch league. And didn't score a goal. Yeah, that's it. Was it PSV? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, he's he was a big flop. Well, I didn't really do anything at all, really. No, um, none of us have done ourselves any favours today. No, no. <laughs> I wanna, I he's got say, a swimmer's build. I just want to say he's a swimmer. He was like either to choose between football and swimming. But Olympics. What the hell is going on? Here? <laughs> 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 I swear this happened. Well, basically, what's happened is Jack's Google. Are we going to like star sign everyone as well? <laughs> Jack, Jack, look, I'm sure he was a Pisces. He's got, <laughs> as I just said, he's got a swimmer's build, and Jack likes to look at footballers' physique. So you look at that and think he looks like a swimmer. Look at a bit of his background, <laughs> okay. and there you go. Okay, job done. <laughs> TK, who's the worst Liverpool striker? Got some good options here. Um... I know Alex mentioned Balotelli, but I don't actually think he's the pick of the bunch. I think Milan Jovanovic was up there. He was a free, but he wasn't great. Um, the guy who's got to have it is David Ngog. 
What, Ricky Lambert? But at least Ricky Lambert at another club in the Prem did do something. It's David and Gog, honestly. Forged a good career at Bolton. He couldn't forge a good career at Bolton. That was the concern <laughs> at Championship level. So I don't know what division he would have had to go down to to score goals. I've got a story about him, but it's not pod suitable. Like David and Gog? Yeah. Okay. How bad is it? Someone I heard shouted at him. Yeah, I can. No. I think I can probably guess. I thought it wasn't me that shouted it. One of the Bolton fans. You made it sound like you and David and Gog had some sort of past. Yeah, <laughs> we have. Got a story. <laughs> we were out one night. <laughs> you could have a good Call night out with David and Gog. <laughs> when, when friends have that. You giving it to David and Gog? I think it's disrespectful. I can't think of a worse striker I've seen in Liverpool shirt. At least with you know some of the wank ones we've had, I thought I can see something in there. I've, don't, I really don't know that I can see it with him. Rian Brewster? Wow, we'll see how he gets on at Swansea, won't we? <laughs> yeah. Jack, worst Chelsea striker? <clears throat> My boy, we have a lot to choose from. <laughs> I mean, 2010 period, you've got... you either got an amazing striker and we end up winning the league, like your Costas, your Drogba's, but in the in-between, we'd have terrible, terrible strikers. I mean... Like Franco De Santo is one. Um, Morata again, pretty pretty woeful towards the end of it. Top, we went into the twenty tens with Torres as well as Drogba. <laughs> um, Higuain it didn't work. Um, Alexandra Pato didn't work. Falcao again didn't work. We just seem to have a cursed team. I mean, I'll, you can't even put them bar in the mix because you scored some decent goals for us. So that's that's how bad our strikers are when Denver Bar actually was alright for us. I reckon us. the word got round that Chelsea, like, as a chubby striker, you're like, yeah. this is a good place for us to go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, Piguain last year. He was awful. I've never seen anything Sorry, like love it. child. Yeah, now he's banging goals for Juve. Um, but if I'm going to give it the worst striker, it's probably for, it's for numerous reasons, but they're going to have to have played a little bit. Yeah. I think it's going to have to be for the price we paid Morata because he was so good at the start of the season. Yeah. Nah, at the start of the season he was so good. If 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 in the start of 2010 I said to you we're going to have throughout this next decade Falcao, Alexandra <laughs> Pato, Torres, Drogba, yeah. Diego Costa, Morata all playing for Chelsea, you think we go and win the Champions League at least four times? If you say you won the league every year, does anybody else get a chance? Yeah, It's impressive that you managed to convince Atletico to buy them both back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Diego Costa, there wasn't really a chance that he wanted to go back. He kind of forced it. Yeah. You got 60 back for Morata. I know. That was good. But again, the player was there. 60 was it? Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. We got our money back for him, which... At first it was a loan and then it was a finalised deal in the summer. They'll but do what they did with David Luiz and buy it back again. Yeah. <laughs> but you could tell there was a decent player in there because the way he started off his career, but he just yeah. lacked in so much confidence. It was, I've never seen a player that deflated. Plenty of people and vote. Once that happens with a striker, it's kind of like, it's not like you either, have to leave. It's not now. like another position, somewhere is it? Else like midfield, yeah. you think something bad happens, you're going to get stuck in or you make a good pass, yeah. it's all forgotten. Whereas a striker, it's like you'd pay to put balls in the back of the net. Plenty of people voted um, Solanke for being the worst Premier League striker of the decade. I, th- I, I mean, he is going to take Bournemouth down. 20 mil 
yeah, they paid for him, and he's still yet to score. Yeah, no, he's got his first worst thing is when oh, okay. when they signed him, you know, there was part of me that thought he could come good. You know, could could be one, you know, one of those strikers to come through with Tammy and the rest of them. But just yeah, like you say, he's been absolutely shocking. The insulting thing was that in the same like couple of days that they got twenty million for Solanke, we got two million for Ospina. And then when they asked Wenger why, he said was because he had a gentleman's agreement with <laughs> Napoli that they'd do a good deal for him. Wow. As you do. <laughs> that, those days are long gone. Yeah, we got 30 for a Wobi, so... Yeah. I find it mad as well, just to go back to, not team-specific, but Christian Benteke, th- three goals in three years. I thought of him this morning, and then I remembered two of those were against Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. And also he had quite a good start to the day. With Aston Villa, yeah, he yeah. was banging in the They goals. had that good chance as well. Yeah. Kind of like, um, obviously we've spoken, touched on a few of the United lot through Chelsea and all that stuff, but I'm trying to think if City have had any particularly bad howlers over the last 10 years. Oh, yeah, Manga- like uh, early, Mangala. Uh, early yeah. How much did they spend on Mangala? And they, 31, I think. Mangala. Expecting him to Mangala, be the next big shit. Mangala was actually was my, shit. on my list, 41 mil. Well, Jesus. England's most expensive defender at the time he was purchased. Who? Mangala. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Hey, Carragher had the nerve to put an article up today saying Liverpool don't buy talents, they make them. Oh, yeah. Well, they broke the record for signing the keeper. They broke the transfer record on a defender. This does, did you see the, um, the Sky Sports thing where he was talking about this? Though? No, I've seen no, people digging like, him he out. He did illustrate the point well, but obviously that makes shit reading where we can... Yeah, I don't doubt he's made players better, like but... Yeah, yeah, what? exactly. No, no, no. I think it was the... What the paper was it? Was the mirror or whatever went, went with the headline, and then obviously yeah, they've played done fans. They bought Van Dijk and Allison. They've done. They've done the. Mo- <laughs> well, even yeah, with like making money- players, I I take that as someone you don't know before. I, he he made the point that essentially the people they bought weren't an Allison and Van Dijk. Firmino, I would say he yeah. made the player. For example, but then he said like so Salah and Mane, they were both at a good level, but nobody would see that they're going to do this and so. Yeah. When Manny was at Southampton, you weren't thinking he's going to go on and become this guy. African player of the year. No, yeah. and then similar story with Salah. So, I think if he was going to be absolutely specific with his language, I think he'd say they maybe buy stars and make them superstars if you wanted to go with that. Yeah. But I, is, I don't doubt he makes them better. Well, I just saw the headline. And Salah was yeah. considered a flop, wasn't he? Yeah, after he, Chelsea. Exactly. Like Chelsea didn't play him. Yeah, I know, but he was. That's why he left. That's, he, he was that's the other thing we do, ever, isn't it? We declare someone basically a flop, even if they don't get a chance. Yeah. Did the same with De Bruyne and Pepe was called it after two games. Sa- Salah was. Ah, bought, he is, though, isn't he? Salah, <laughs> Salah was bought by um, Chelsea in a January transfer window. I'm pretty sure. And did you loan him back that same... No, he came straight back to us. But he was bought... He was another one of players, like we did with Gomez. He was bought off the back of one Champions League game. Um, and it was you, v, um, oh, like the top... Uh, Basel. Basel in the Champions League. I remember he put in an absolute performance for him. I don't. I feel like it was Champions. shit on the Europa. Because it was early... Um, I think it was Europa League because that's sure? the semi-final we went on to win it. Or it may have been the Champions League group stage against Basel. I think it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I watched the game and I, was, I just remember thinking, yeah, like you'll probably go signing after then. Surely enough, January transfer came and you did. I just, again, I know I say it all the time, but I find it mad that we had De Bruyne, Lukaku and Salah all at the same... Lampard dug him out, didn't he? All at the same place. Yeah, good lads. Yeah. Troy, would you say he's the worst Arsenal striker of the decade? I think there's two here that you can... You have to pick one. I I just I'm gonna disappoint you. Well, upset you. I'm gonna go with Bentner. 
he wasn't even one of the two I had. Uh, That's well, mental. Yeah, you was probably you obviously had Sonogo, did you? Because you had him earlier. Sonogo and Shamak. Shamak, fucking out. He was that bad. I forgot about him. Yeah. Oh, well, Shavin's cast as one of your worst. He wasn't really a striker. He was more a winger. And Arshavin scored four goals against Liverpool and set the fucking the the roof on fire. No, Arshavin was fine. Um, but yeah, Shamak's definitely up there as well. But Bentner for me, just simply because he bigged himself up so much, like he was going to be it this guy. It was taken out of context. Yeah, it was, yeah, no but he didn't do it just once, did he? <laughs> he didn't just do it once. It wasn't like it was one interview with Bentner where he claimed that he was a great player. Like, you know, we all thought he may have been that guy. He just fucking wasn't. I mean, <laughs> I, never quite, I never quite got like, but why? Like, what, what about... I never watched a game. I watched a thought there's a decent player there, but I never watched a game where I thought there's a, a next level talent here. I never quite saw it. I thought he's good, but not goal or assist one every three games, and he was coming off the bench a lot. Yeah. That's not bad. I do. I do think you're a strange one as Arsenal fans, where you've got high standards, whereby certain people that meet him, you're not happy with them. But then there is a sort of strange acceptance of certain things that aren't really good enough. Like, like Walcott, for example. Like, I think he, he should have been better for Arsenal, but there does seem to be a weird acceptance amongst Arsenal fans that actually he was okay. Where, yeah, it's a weird it, it's, it's a weird one, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, whereas on certain things, you demand sort of a higher standard. It's weird. I'd also um, chuck in... Uh, see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offend our Korean listeners here. Part too young. I'll be honest, we've offended... You've got it. <laughs> Park That's right, Luke's young. already done that plenty of times, yeah. so you can just go ahead. Because he, he was also just another one that, that, that was just brought in for some money. Like, you know, oh, we need some more fans out, out east. Yeah, we spent it, 16 million on it. <laughs> Imamoto. Yeah, that's market. It is, though. Is Yeah, you you got to buy into the market. <laughs> we did it with uh, Inamoto 10 years prior. First one. Yeah. Japanese guy. First get him in. Good. Tap into the market. I wonder you'd like because oh, you probably isn't that many out there that you could just isolate to the Premier League, but the best Asian import that we've ever seen. Apologies, Sam. Him or Son? Yeah, like because yeah. even as an Arsenal well, fan, I I can tell he's you know can respect him that he is a great fucking player. Mm. I'd love to have him at Arsenal. Oh yeah, if, if it's in terms of talent, it's Son comfortable. Yeah. I don't think it's he went for a set piece specialist. Uh, Nagasaki, was it Nagasaki or Nagasaki? Oh, for fuck's sake. That's yeah. a place that got bombed. <laughs> <laughs> is that Hiroshima? There is, the, there is yeah. a footballer called Nagasaki as well. No, the one at Celtic. Yeah. No, he was in Italy for a bit. He was, a, he was at Inter for a while. He was always a set piece. Honda. Honda. Sounds a lot like Nagasaki, to be fair. He also didn't come here, did he? No. <laughs> That's why no, I didn't I think of it. No, no, I said that. I said like you said in Kaz- Yeah, in the, across European. the in, in European. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, got you, got you. There was a, a guy the other day actually. It was on Twitter. He's he's the oldest professional footballer in the world. <laughs> yeah, the one who's fifty-two. Yeah. <laughs> what are we witnessing here? <laughs> David Louise missing the ball when he goes oh. to kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh damn it that's your defender oh, <laughs> that's gosh. your boy he's getting your defence as well <laughs> yeah he went not getting our defence absolutely not so who would you pick anyway as your definitive one man striker flopper of the, of the decade for Arsenal Shamak yeah. I reckon he's worse right, than Smogo 
I'm having Sonogo, I reckon. Sonogo was bought on the cheap, though, when he, and it was a kind Shemak, of... Shemak, in that... In was it Shemak first, 3? I know it's probably a few weeks, maybe. No, in those first few weeks, I think he looked an alright player. Sonogo scored him in 30 seconds of his Champions Shemak, League yeah. debut. Yeah, the number 9 jersey. That's a big deal. But, but, when uh, did you pay for Shemak? I thought you it, got him on a free. He was 12 or something. Was he? Oh, yeah, I thought sure. he was a free. So. Let's, Walcott, for the disrespect. 108 goals, 78 assists for Arsenal. Well, no, that's that's what I mean. It's, no, Shemak, you got for, Shemak, you got for free. You got him for free. So that's a bargain. From Just Bordeaux. Yeah, that's what I mean. I walk on a similar thing to Bender, where I thought he had a good career, but there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying he probably should have been a bit better. I remember with Shamak as well, he um, he smashed it up in his last season for Bordeaux and was like, I don't know if he was top goal scorer that season, but he was up there with 20-odd goals. He got player of the season. And that, it was one of those where we were like, we're finally getting a proper striker again to sort of replace... You know, uh, would have been added by or I suppose, at the time. That's when Bordeaux had that ridiculous team of, like, Gorkouf, yeah, Shamak, and there was someone else as well, and they just bossed it. I think... They had a great kit, dark blue with a blue yeah, white stripe. Well. That uh, might have been Ben Narf. I think Batshuayi's come out of this well with Jack here. He's fucking terrible, isn't he? he's garbage. But I... I witnessed this. Half expected him to go Willian for the midfield yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Willian's actually been class this season. I eat my words. Well, Fair enough. He's been no different this yeah. season. Oh, he has. Easily he has. Been... Oh, he has. Look, oh, we were the originals giving him credit on the spitball. I remember that. He's, uh, yeah. But yeah, Batchway gave him the best moment as a fan ever when I went to see Chelsea at the Hawthorns and he won us the league. So he, he's got a free pass in my book. Well, probably best for us to move on now to UFC and NFL or I don't want don't want you two boys to miss Love Island tonight, sir. So. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make movements too. Because uh, I've got a retractuals on the way. Someone <laughs> <laughs> oh, loves it. Yeah. I'm looking at the yeah. time here and I'm thinking it's going to be there in about 20 minutes or so. Oh, he cut him, he bleeds retractuals. As you've just heard there, just two of us left now. Giving you a bit of a glimpse behind the scenes. <laughs> you see what really happens. <laughs> Troy having to leave for chicken. <laughs> kind of thing we put up with on here anyway UFC and NFL still to get into then so if we start off with the UFC TK the first thing to get to say is this is a horrible card (laughs) the main card here is Pettis against Fajaya Gedalia against Grasso which is probably the best fight on the card Um, Olenek against uh, Maurice uh, the crochet boss green (laughs) and a chief support of Holly Holm against Raquel Pennington. That's not doing anything for anyone. I don't know why wants to see it. No. Um, and then obviously McGregor Cerrone, which we've said our thoughts on here about it before. If we compare this to UFC 229, which was the last time you had Connor in the in the octagon, the main card started with um, Michelle Watson against Felice Herrig. You then had um, the Derek Lewis against Volkov fight, which is where the my balls are hot thing, and he yeah. wanted a title shot. Yeah. You had uh, Dominic Reyes against um, OSP, where he finished him with like seconds left. Yeah, yeah. Then you had um, Tony Ferguson against Anthony Pettis with the bloodbath of that, and then Khabib fight. against yeah. Connor. Yeah, and yeah. the melee afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So, I get fighters don't really want to fight in January because mm. they'd rather get it in before Christmas, but. For a McGregor card, you expect better than this, especially for the dictatorship that the UFC is. You expect better than this, and it is normally their sort of model. It, we've said before, in contrast to boxing, where they think if you've got a big fight, yeah. we'll skimp out on the card. They go, "What? Well, whilst we're in the public eye, we'll stick everything we can on it." 
Well, and, and to get on the McGregor card, fighters will put up with, like yeah. you said, fighting in January. It's, it's a rare exception they would make. Yeah, because there's some guys who are so happy to be on the card, but they're buried in like the prelims. And you're like, that prelim is a better fight. But home versus Pennington is just a horrendous fight. As a sort of chief support, if just you like, well, I'd probably call it a commitment. Yeah, because I like Holly Holm, but I don't care about her anymore because... What else is there for her to yeah. do? She's had, what, like four title shots and I mean, has five fights? <laughs> I mean, we're in a similar situation with Amanda Nunes. Is what else is there to do now? There's yeah. nothing else. You've done... You've, Holly Holm sort of had her hardest fight and lost. Amanda Nunes has her hardest, hardest fight and won. There's nowhere else to go. Olenek against Maurice Green is just two heavyweights. One's at the end of his career. One is a fairly basic fighter. He's at the start of his career, but he's in his late 30s, so... He was on the Ultimate Fighter and he was just drinking every night. Jesus. But he wasn't, he was drinking like bourbon, like, <laughs> and he would just like get caned each night and then have training the next day and wonder why his conditioning was well, horrendous. Fucked. Jesus. You've got Gadelia Grasso, which is a good fight. Pettis Verheyer. You rarely get Pettis in a bad fight. This is like a, a, a good look for Verheya, but it's not doing a lot for me, even as a Pettis if, fan. If it was on a sort of better card, I think this would be one where you reel off all the great fights in it and you'd probably include this one in there just because it's yeah. in amongst it. But as it is, if this is supposed to be your, your standout fight, is it's going to fall short. Yeah, we were talking about... Um, Canelo yesterday and we were saying the the Rocky Fielding fight is more acceptable when he's then gone in with, with Kovalev. Jacobs, Kovalev yeah. and looks like Billy Joe Saunders next in very quick succession. Mm. So I think this is only acceptable if Connor, assuming he wins, gets straight back in there in like April, May. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a strange one, isn't it? Because then they've talked about that he'll be ready if Khabib or Tony don't make it, which there's every reason to think probably one of them won't. But then, how are you going to do that? Because... I think they put Gaethje in there because paying Gaethje to make weight costs a lot less than paying McGregor to yeah. make weight. Yeah, and, and, and even so, McGregor isn't at a stage of his career where he's just going to be on standby. And if you're going to put him, say, on the card against someone, I'm, I imagine you probably can't afford to, but even so, you'd have to get an opponent where... It has to be a big fight for him, so you couldn't just have one where he says, "Right, I'll drop this and jump in with Khabib." It yeah, it wouldn't add up. So happen. as much as they're talking about that, I don't. But then I don't know who, what else he's going to be able to do for April, unless he goes in with Gaethje. They might even save him for July when they have that big international fight week. Yeah, they spoke yeah. about putting him and John Jones on the same card, but really can't see that happening. I don't think anyone's going to uh, be happy enough with the split of the money to be doing no. that, are they? Although they get less now because with it being all their pay-per-views are on like ESPN, they don't get the same cut as far as I'm led to aware. So the UFC get more upfront from ESPN, but they don't get the lion's share of the pay-per-view money to be able to give points to the fighters. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Like Covington didn't get any pay-per-view points. After he did all the promo, he got no pay-per-view points and Usman did. Jesus. So fucked. that's where you're negotiating power is with the UFC. Yeah, Jesus. I've said plenty of times my prediction, I think Connor gets him out of there in the first round. I keep hearing about Cowboy's ground game, but he doesn't initiate takedowns. Like he's he's like a reactive fighter. Like someone goes to take him down and he reverses it or he does something off his back. He's not shooting in and driving him across the cage. No. And for all people say about 
Connor's takedown defense. He's been taken down by Chad Mendes, who's like an elite wrestler, Khabib, who is yeah. an elite wrestler, and Nate Diaz. And he was taken down by, by Nate. He tried taking Nate down when <laughs> yeah. he was really like, had nothing about him. Nothing so, left, yeah. Other than that, his takedown defense has been outstanding. It's unbelievable, yeah. And if you watch the, the Mendes fights and the Diaz fights, if you look at the amount of takedowns he does stop, yeah. you are it is amazing how he's able to do it. And the thing with Cowboy is even when he, say, has worked the ground game, for example, against like Mike Perry comes to mind, for example, you're in with someone who's nowhere near as dynamic strikers yeah. great to get to him anyway. So if we were talking about Cowboy for a few years ago who had a, you know, a chin or whatever, I think we would be having potentially diff- different conversations. Like, and I know Chael's one of them has tried getting it going, but other people having a conversation of, well, he's got like the more all-round game than McGregor. So that doesn't matter if ultimately if McGregor is going to land that left hand, it doesn't matter what else he's bringing to the table if he's got a better all-round game, which he probably does. If you At this stage of his career, it's not going to matter. If you had like a body in a lab and you could inject the fighting styles into it, you would take Connor's striking over Cowboys. Yeah. So it's like, whether it's more around, it's going to be four on the feet and Connor is a better striker than Cowboy. So yeah. And this, it doesn't matter if you've got sort of plan B and C lined up, if the other guy's plan A is going to end up being the one that happens first, really relevant. Cowboy's coach saying that Connor is just a left hand is also a terrible look because yeah. he's so, so much more than that and I've said on a planet, so I find myself becoming more of a fan of him because of how awful everyone else is. I still would love to see Cowboy upset him just for the moment it itself. Would be, yeah, yeah, it would be. But they said the same thing about Darren Till, who they insisted they didn't need to do any research on. Then his coach said he's just a left hand, and that didn't go so well. <laughs> got slumped in around. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tricky, isn't it? Because you don't want to be sort of disrespectful because Cerrone has been a great fighter. And if, you you know, the people say about deserving, it's, a, it's like it's a nice story, but it's not, ultimately, McGregor's got countless options. Yeah. And this isn't high up on what we wanted to see. I hate that saying. Like, like, so like Gaethje doesn't deserve it, yeah. for example. If anyone deserves this, like, are you getting a share of his purse? Yes. Yeah. Because if you're not, well, you it doesn't affect me. Yeah, it's for a comeback fight or whatever, I... Like you said, if you follow it up with a big fight, you can justify it. But if not... What's your prediction? I think you're right. I think... Um, I don't really see how he's going to get out of the first round. I do think McGregor's going to land land relatively... I was going to say often. He doesn't tend to load up, but he's not going to have to land too many to get him out of there, I don't think, at this stage. It's annoying that the BT pay-per-view doesn't include the prelims, so you watch the prelims and then you have to pay for this main card because I was streaming... Uh, the boxing that wasn't on TV on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Thinking, and after about two minutes, I was like, I'm not risking this on Saturday. No, no, been nervous. I was just trying to see what uh, the odds were on McGregor two to one to win in the first round. I'd probably want better than that. But if we go on to the NFL, then, so <clears throat> if we do our predictions for the two. Uh, conference championship games. Hmm. So we're going to start off, uh, I think it's at five past eight next Sunday yep. with um, the number six seed Tennessee Titans against the number two seed Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. 
I think the magic of the Titans' postseason run is about to end. Yeah, for as nice as it's been, um, not many people expected Tennessee to upset both New England and Baltimore on the road. <laughs> and this, so this is its first uh, AFC Championship game since 2002. But it's, I think it's one step too far. Yeah. You tend to think, don't you, when you look at how, when they did get it together, the Chiefs ended up running through the Texans. That's the sort of scary thing. And that was going down 24-3. Yeah. And they still didn't look flustered. It was just... It was the composure of it, wasn't it? Because you know what their offense can do, but it's the fact that they did it under those conditions makes, it makes you inclined to think that even if the Titans do sort of manage to get ahead, they're yeah. going to end up having it go in the same way. They said, didn't they? It was like as simple as like a high school-like film speech with, look who we've got a quarterback. We've got a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. And it wasn't like they turned it around over the game. They turned it around in a quarter. But that's how, yeah, how ruthlessly like efficient it was. How quickly. I think you said after the luck they had um, against the Chiefs to get into that position yesterday. Yeah, if if you're not winning when <clears throat> you Texans, have yeah, when you have that sort of strokes of luck, then you you've got to realize it ain't your day, don't you? To get a touchdown from a fumble, from a punt, yeah, ex- exactly. To then go down the other end and have the exact do the exact same thing yourself. Like, yeah. What the hell are you doing? You can't. Yeah, you can't do that. It would have been good as well if they could have just extended it a bit longer because I want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, unless it's against the Packers. <laughs> but I also wanted to see a good game, and it, you kind of you had the inklings of a good game for five minutes and then it was like oh, okay. like you said we had um, we had basically if that was over the course of a game that comeback we'd be talking about it as one of the great games but instead they kind of did that in a half yeah. and then by the second half it was pretty much redundant the game was done yeah they, 51-31 they ended up winning yeah in the end, so. exactly insane through um, Mahomes four second quarter touchdown passes he's <laughs> yeah, a he, he's a talent Obviously, they're going to be going to Derrick Henry for the most part. It's no secret. They don't think they think it's a secret. No, he's rushed for 182 and 195 yards in the last two playoff wins. The issue is that while they were doing that, they weren't being matched offensively by the Ravens, who had a horrible time, and the yeah, Patriots, yeah, yeah. who were never going to go in there and score 30, 40 points. Even if they can't contain Derrick Henry, you're still going to back the offence of the Chiefs to click in enough. <laughs> Plenty of weapons there, aren't there? Yes. Yeah. As much as he's the main one, it's it's a scary offence, really. It's got a bit of a story by the fact that um, they lost to the Titans in Week 10. Some people making a lot of this. I, I do question how significant that is no. in, a, in a playoff game like this. I don't see. And for the longest time, people have said about the Chiefs say that it's not really like a Super Bowl franchise, which... One sounds a bit snobbish anyway, but two, they've got experience of being here now. For the yeah. last like, few years, they've been at a stage, so... This will be, if they get there, their first time in the Super Bowl since 1969. Yeah, so it's... They've had the experience of getting to the conference finals, and they're just... And they just there came is a, up against Brady last... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's the ultimate experience against... Experience, isn't it, in, in that, uh, the, quarter, the quarterback battle yeah. there. I won't give you a score, but I think it's close down the stretch, I and mean, I think... And Mahomes' drive late in the fourth is what's going to be enough. I, I think, 
I mean, I don't know what the handicap is. I think if it's within 10, then I'll go for the spread. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I I see similar. I think they'll start pulling away, I think, sort of late third quarter. And I do think we'll probably have a fourth quarter where it's not overly close, yeah. I, I think, to be honest. Then on the other side, late game again, not good for us. Number two, Green Bay Packers against the number one, San Francisco 49ers. So, begrudgingly, I think it's going to be a repeat of the game in week 12. Well, I mean, a repeat of the result, not quite yeah. the exact yeah. game where the 49ers are, are going to come out on top. I think mm-hmm. that defence just looks ridiculous. Even when they're banged up, they're still looking ridiculous. The 49ers won 37-8 in uh, the regular season. Yeah, they held Green Bay to 198 yards. You basically need Aaron Rodgers to have a perfect game. And he had a better game last night, but it was still only like, what, 193 or like 223 yards or something like that. Yeah, I think it was... He made some big plays, but it wasn't like... It wasn't vintage Aaron Rodgers. No. No, it was... Yeah, it's strange. You, you basically, you'd have to hope as well that Garoppolo has an off night, that their offence isn't on. But again, they're another team with depth and weapons. And I thought the worrying thing for the Packers against the Seahawks was, you talk about banged up defence, I thought pretty much straight out of the second half, they just looked shattered, the yeah, defence. And, and, and that was after having two weeks off. Yeah, exactly that. So you do worry. It's, it's been a hallmark of... Packers playoff runs before as well and it does seem to be the same thing that's going to kind of rear its head as well I hope it's not as brutal as that Falcons game oh Jesus no <laughs> that was horrible that was horrible and the other thing even as well the one of the better things about the Packers this year has been that the running game is actually well it's actually been a running game I do think against San Francisco they're going to have to be a little bit less predictable with it because yeah. I think it's quite obvious from watching them when they're going to do it what route they're going to go so yeah so they say that the 49ers have like the perfect blend. Like they've got experienced players in Manuel Sanders and Richard Sherman who have been there before. Yeah. yeah. And then they've also on like the defence and in their key positions they've got some young players that are there to prove a point. So A lot of players at an age where they're gonna be coming into their prime in a few years and you're gonna think they can grow with the franchise. They're, of all the franchises, they're one of the ones that are sort of built to last you would think in terms of you could see them back here again and again if the Packers get the first touchdown I will convince myself that oh for sure (laughs) that's what's happening but until that happens I can't see it going any other way I do worry I think if if it starts to get a bit pear-shaped yesterday panic could set in as well I think (laughs) so that's our predictions Uh, I guess when we come in next week we'll be able to give it's a shame because the Chiefs Niners Super Bowl would actually be good as well Yeah, a good watch but Obviously, as Packers fans, we're not yeah. we're not for that. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. Hopefully, we've not offended anyone this week, depending on what I've <laughs> taken in and out of the podcast. And we're back next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye.